Diana Abruzzi is the founder and international chairman of International Women's Federation of Commerce and Industry, IWFCI, the first chamber of commerce for women at the time of its inauguration, with a mandate to open the trade routes for women across the globe. As a pioneer and leader in the cause of free enterprise and economic development, Diana continues to champion the advancement of women in business globally. My name is Anne-Marie Cross, Director of Communications on IWFCI Business Council, and I have the pleasure of interviewing Diana as she speaks about the resilience of women when adapting to change, particularly in a time of crisis. Welcome, Diana. Thank you, Anne-Marie. It's a pleasure to participate at this time with you. You have such an inspiring background, especially your involvements and journey with IWFCI. Before we hear about some of the challenges that you've had to overcome, I'd love to ask you, what does resilience mean to you? Well, I believe there's three elements that are essential to resilience. The first one is challenge. The second one is commitment. And the third one is personal control. It's almost like a discipline. But let's just challenge and look at the first one. Resilient people view difficult situations as a challenge, not as a paralyzing event. And they certainly look at their failures and mistakes as lessons to be learned from the growth. The second one, as I said, is commitment. Resilient people are committed to their lives and their goals. It gives them their reason to get out of bed in the morning and to keep going. This attitude of commitment isn't just restricted to work. It's also their relationships, their friendships, and the personal causes that they believe in. And the third one, personal control. And if you like, discipline. Resilient people choose to spend their time and energy focusing on situations and events that they have control over. Those who spend time worrying about events outside of their control can often feel lost, helpless and powerless and leads to excuses. And I want to end that a little bit with winners are not whingers, they are doers. I love that. They are doers. You know, I'm a firm believer that we can often learn so much from other people's stories, the stories of overcoming challenges and, of course, building resilience. So I'm wondering, are you able to share with us just a few of the challenges that you've had to overcome? Well, in the beginning, <laughs> with the IWCI journey, all began with just an idea, motivated by my own personal struggles and 60 business cards. What followed has been 28 years of highs and lows, launching chapters around the world, fighting for acceptance and learning as we went. Each step peppered with obstacles and adversity, but we persevered. I'll just give you a couple of those examples. The main existing chambers at that time were run mostly by men. Now, this is 1992, remember. And they really resisted the idea of having a woman's chamber of commerce. As a result, they tried to stop me registering IWFCI as a chamber of commerce. And that is why we say in our name, commerce and industry, 
And instead of using the word chamber, we use federation. And that has worked for us as we have launched all our chambers across the world to come under the federation. See, what was first thought was the best way. And I tell you what, sometimes mistakes and sometimes things that don't work really in the long run work for you better. Other challenges was getting finance. Backing to support IWFCI was also a problem. Most banks back then had very few women making decisions and women still needed to have a male with them when applying for that finance. And I don't know whether too many of you are old enough to remember that. And another challenge was when we first interested to start springing up around the world, how could we train and service them on our shoestring budgets? It's always an ongoing challenge, but we are grateful to the leadership and stewardship of a passionate national presidents. Now, of course, we face the COVID-19 challenges, decimating livelihoods. Our focus are on now helping our members ride this storm and come out the other side. I must admit, I have a deep care for our chapters and the current impact on our members. Pioneering a movement and planting chapters is like starting a family. Parenting takes pride in seeing their offsprings grow and we are spreading across the globe. What an absolute wonderful experience to watch it. So, Diana, what do you believe sets women apart in a time of crisis? Let's first not forget that women are already the most dynamic and fastest growing economic force in the world today. And with this world desperation, collectively looking for ways to restart and reset the global economies, now more than ever, it's imperative that women have a voice at the table. And the research is showing women bring economic success. And any country that does not adhere to that and know that without the strength of the women in our economy, they will not fare as well as those who do. Women, through any crisis, pay much more attention to the day-to-day realities of managing budgets. They have a natural ability to see the big picture, which is more than just profits. This gives them an edge when looking beyond a crisis. They also have an instinct and humility for survival, especially when it comes to their families. Men, I'm sorry to say, carry the shame and humiliation of loss much worse, leading them often to suicide, leaving women to pick up the pieces. This is when you see the resilience and the determination of these incredible women creating a new path for them and their families. We as women actually see the same issues differently to men. We come from a different viewpoint. We are guided by deep intuitive instincts. Let's be frank, no country will be capable of reaching its true potential without increasing involvement of women entrepreneurs and the economy, this is becoming more and more clearer. 
And in just finishing, what message of hope would you want to share with women who are faced with challenges and an uncertain future, whether it comes to their business or maybe their career? Yes, this is a very timely question. And to answer this, let's first look back in history. Well, the world has had a crisis before us in many shapes and forms. We have fought two decimated world wars. Individual countries have faced off many epidemics, as well as global pandemics like now, multiple financial collapses, umpteen political challenges, growing nation states, and still we survive to tell the tale. And therefore, we will survive. When faced with a crisis, with your back to the wall, that is when you focus at your best. Your survival instincts kick in and you become the most creative. Right now, as many of us have our backs to the wall and we know that some current businesses will not survive, but we can rebuild, we can recreate, and we will be better. The next model always is. So, to answer your question, how do I approach challenges in my life? Well, firstly, I have a long talk with my God. Asking for wisdom and guidance, then I go away to a quiet place and let my mind rest, allow my creativeness to emerge. So in the meantime, keep faith, be strong, stay close to your families and watch for the changes emerging. When this storm passes, and it will, you will want to be ahead of the game. And I really hope what I have said to you has been of help.